This episode of Beyond is brought to you by ForHims.com, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 And Beyond. hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dorbush. I am your host for Beyond, episode 565. We have quite the show for you. We are going to be talking quite a bit about Red Dead Redemption 2. We're going to keep it story spoiler free for you, but we're going to go a lot into our impressions that we've had time with the game, and you have as well. We'll be answering some of your questions. We're also going to go over the PlayStation Classic lineup, our revised top 25 PS4 games list, and a few other things. I am wonderfully joined this week by Max Scoville, returning from Japan. Hey, yeah, I'm back. Good to have you here. Thanks. Brian Altano, returning from Austin, Texas. That's correct. Just as crazy. Howdy, hello. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Thanks. And Barrett Courtney, who's going to be switching the show's cameras live from the show Prove itself. It. Prove it. So things are not going to go well for those watching there, the video. Oh, well, now like oh, that. Messing You're doing that? Oh, oh, well, no. no, I'm not. Oh. Yeehaw, Mima. I never got oh, one of those. Yeehaw, Mima. <laughs> this is going to be quite the yeah. mess. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, yeah. We are going to jump right in, though, to Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Uh, all of us have been playing the game quite a bit. Uh, a I've played about probably 10 to 15 hours or so myself. I think all of you guys have probably played more than me. I have no idea how much time I've played in that game. I don't know. I yeah. honestly don't know because I jumped <laughs> immediately into it with horrible jet lag, mm. fell asleep several times, got into the open world part, and then completely fell in love with it and got lost. <laughs> and there's no place that I can find where it just has a clock of number of hours played. So. Yeah. Somewhere between five and probably 16 hours, something. That's a good estimate. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably at around 20, 25, but I've okay. played on two different consoles now, so right. I restarted mm. the game over the weekend. You're crazy, man. I saw you post that on uh, on the Instagrams or Twitters or whatever. I didn't really want to tell that story here because it, 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 it involves me turning my back. Uh, yeah, pl- you've been the PlayStation you audience. But I, yeah. I still think it's crazy. Like, uh, like you already had put like twelve hours into the game, and then you're like, I think it might be worth it to jump to another console. So yeah, I was like, we won't speak its name here, of course. Yeah, <laughs> the the Wii U. Yep. Um, no, no, no. So yeah, this we'll we'll, we'll just talk about yeah. this game then. I do um, think interestingly though, uh, to your uh, why you switched was a visual. Reason. Yes. Uh, before the show, obviously, probably more will come out, so I don't want to linger on it too much, but a lot of players have been talking about how the HDR in the game doesn't really do much. It's apparently like fake HDR. It's like the a... Outrage. The outrage! It's SDR, standard dynamic range, how essentially... dare up, they? up mm-hmm. So, people are like, why is there an HDR in here at all? People have noticed some blurring issues on PS4 Pro and some other stuff, so we'll keep you updated on that on IGN as we find out more, so I don't want to go Which too Which, obviously, it's, in this game, it sounds for howdy darn rootin'. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't any howdies. It's just it's, it's, yeah. It's just darn and rootin. Yeah, it's actually a little more tootin than rootin. Ah, so it's yes. a huge problem, obviously, especially after six years in development. I was hoping I, for more rootin than tootin. More rootin. Than, I would yeah. I would love to know the percentage of people who bought this game who do in fact have uh, pro consoles and then displays to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what percentage? Because I know that obviously people are going to have a conversation about it. It's not something to be completely swept under the rug. Well, but like I'll, I'll say anecdotally in reverse, I've I've seen a lot of people be like, "This is my excuse to upgrade to a pro, to get a 4K TV, to get an Xbox One X, all that fun stuff." Because mm-hmm. um, it's uh, this is this is just one of those games mm-hmm. where you're like, "Okay, it's yeah, it's, it's time. time to move Th- over." This year, no, I think, really has shown why if you want to upgrade, you should to are, especially with God of War. This are any of you guys playing on a base PS4? I have not. No. 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 Yeah. I actually haven't seen the game there. I've I've heard from people just on Twitter because I had a whole conversation over the weekend about just how the game looks. And a lot of people were saying they were playing there and it still looks stunning. So, Hmm. I mean, I can't imagine it's a bad looking game anywhere. Yeah. I noticed my pro sounded sort of like a helicopter most of the time. Yeah. Mine too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't noticed that at all. Actually, in the quietest moments too. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm out galloping around the world, which is what I want to get into. Yeah. It it sounds fine. But actually, when I'm just like in a general store, my PS4 Pro is dying. I, I will say, like, like, you know, just like for us to sort of get into it here, this is a uh, this is probably one of the slowest, most tedious in a deliberate way, sort oh, of methodical, yep. multi-million selling video game ever made. <laughs> like, yeah. Probably since like The Sims. Like it's really mm-hmm. odd to play something that's so like it's like 
from the creators of Red, you know, of Grand Theft Auto. And you're like, yeah, this is going to get crazy, right? It's like walk slowly over <laughs> through the a, snow through the, uh, under the crescent moon and collect thistles to marginally increase your character's stamina. Then what? Do we get to like rob stuff? Sometimes, but if you take out your gun or nudge into a dog, there's there's going to be trouble. First part. What's up, your gamers? Coffee? Are you ready for the scenic grandeur of the American West and authentic yeah. wardrobe attire of the period? Yeah, I mean, this is a. We've talked about on the show in the past, there's games like Bloodborne, which I think right off the bat weed out a lot of novice players and they go, get out of here. You know, this is too hard for you. This game does a really interesting thing where I think universally, we can all agree that the first few hours of this game are really slow uh, yes, to the yes. point where, not no spoilers, but the character starts off sort of like trudging through slow. Uh, snow and you're like okay slow and through snow, snow. no pun intended <laughs> and you're like wow Arthur Morgan moves really slowly in the snow in this game but clearly once the snow goes away he's gonna be running full speed and it's like <laughs> well no. if, if you have your full stamina uh, all the way up and that's only if you have your stamina upgraded all the way up if you had your coffee in the morning yeah exactly uh, but I do I want to talk about uh, the beginning of this game is probably the best place to start for all of us because I think a lot of what I heard from people who had played the game before I jumped in mm. was the beginning is slow, mm -hmm. but get through it and then it opens up. And I do want to know how that opening impacted all of you. Because for me, going in with that expectation, I was aware of that and was like, okay, this is definitely as slow as people have said to me, but I understood that it would change. I felt yeah. so immediately disappointed and sort of guilty. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, I jumped into it, obviously, like sleep deprived, completely out of it, not really like. I was in Japan for two weeks. My brain was in a very different space. And then jumping in there for this game that I knew very little about and wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, I you know saw it in action, but like as far as like the story, I wasn't, you know, it's it's a Rockstar does a really good job of controlling the messaging and keeping things really like a lot, lot of surprises in there. Yeah. And I was immediately like, oh boy. Yeah. And then there was that there was that kind of guilt of like, am I the only one who feels this way? Is this on me? Am I did I play this wrong? And then I talked to other people and apparently a lot of people are having that, that I, feeling. I was in a very similar boat and um we we got our our copies a little bit early and I got it actually like right before I I went to Austin and I did a thing that they specifically said not to do in the NDA. I put my PS4 in my suitcase. <laughs> oh no. And I got in an airplane. <laughs> Probably shouldn't talk about that here. Well, whatever. We'll see what happens. I love you guys. I hope everything's okay. Don't sue me. Um and so uh, No, this is the last time we'll ever see Brian alive. <laughs> exactly. Um and so I ended up playing a ton of it in the mornings and evenings around a shoot I was working on over the weekend and I felt very similar in that like I was like, this is. Am, am I missing something? Like, what? Why is, why? Why is it like it's to open a door is 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 sort of a slow thing. To get on a horse is a yeah. slow thing. To, you know, like there are moments where he's like, I reckon I could go for about a half a can of kumquats right now. And you reach <laughs> out and he's like, like you hold the the button and it slowly. Con concludes yeah. a wheel yep. and he opens up a door and then you're kind of like man everything takes a long time in this game yep. and then something sort of clicks and you're like well, yeah that's what it was like <laughs> like everything was slow there Tom Marks uh, tweeted out like a really good sentiment here where it's like there's a difference between like um, deliberately pacing something for like a story or for gameplay wise and just making everything tedious. Mm -hmm. And that's why like I'm 32 hours into the game. I still feel like all of that little stuff is still so freaking tedious mm -hmm. where like, yeah, I have to like kind of fast pace walk, but not fully run in the camp. Um, like everything's so spread out in each like area of the camp. Uh, so it's like, Ah, I'm at my bed. I should go to the the butcher over there, but he's so far away. I don't <laughs> understand that mentality. Yeah, like, really? I don't understand. Just the, that that's a thing throughout games, not just this game, but like when you're in an area that you're going to spend a lot of time in, any kind of hub situation, mm -hmm. any kind of thing where you can't sprint. Yeah, yeah. Like, doesn't does they take that do that too, you? or just the fact that no, you can you can run. Okay, you can you can run, but like any game where it's like. You, they built this place out. Obviously, it's going to be you know an area that you you spend a lot of time in, yeah. and then add in elements that make it take longer to get between these things. And it's yeah. like the hub world. I get for the sake of like world building and for kind of adding character, it makes a ton of sense to have it be like a realistic space. Yeah, 
but like for the sake of convenience, just make it a menu. There's yeah. a lot of moments yeah. where you're like, I don't want Red Dead to do that. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a lot of moments in this game where you're like, oh, this is very deliberately uh, like not like a video game that we're used to playing. Mm -hmm. And there's other times where you're kind of like, but I wish it was a little bit more like a video game. It's well, the thing is, it's like I think. There are moments I do I kind of like when you go into a general store and you do flip through like the catalog book. Mm -hmm. But then there's other stores where it's just regular ass menus. And it's like either double down or like lean into it or not. Like mm -hmm. don't try to like sell me in this full immersion thing and then still make it a video game ass video game. Well, that's you know? that's one of the larger questions I want to ask all of you guys is do we think that Red Dead's aims to be realistic? Does it get too realistic and does that hurt the experience at all? Because at least for me, what I see as sort of the central tension of this game is what it has been pushed as to us, to us, which is the message of this is a realistic world that you're going to live in and inhabit this This is character. more of a simulation than and, a game. Yeah, but at the same time, it has those gamey systems in it. I mean, And the, the problems that I've had the most with the game are when those things kind of come to a head. Yes, And exactly. where the, the gamey things are not at a level enough for me personally where I can forgive like th there's odd things where you're trying to like interact with an object or put an object down and the hitbox to detect that uh, that prompt is so small and so mm -hmm. finite because it's very realistic in terms of the space that it's dealing with or flipping through a menu. Well, Weirdly so having, enough, yeah. I, I was going to say this, it, it feels like this game captures a lot of my favorite moments in Hyrule Field and Ocarina of Time, mm, right? Yeah. It feels like a gigantic version of that. And I think back to that game and I remember like this vast, you know, unmined world full of treasures and secrets and stuff like that, but that also you would occasionally walk up to read a signpost and then hit a button and chop it in half by accident. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think there's some of that here yeah. where you're kind of like, I meant to I meant to crouch, I meant to cover, I meant to go here, but I sprinted out and I did this, I did that. You know, I had my, my lasso unequip itself and I was trying to capture somebody and I just shot them in the head <laughs> and I don't know what happened there. Uh, I had another funny thing where I had a bounty on me and I had to, I was like, I'm going to go pay off this bounty. I want to be a good, you know, I want to have a clean clean record mm. and i ran into the post office too fast and i scared the clerk oh yeah <laughs> like i just sprinted into the door and it was like Poof, and he's like the guy was like oh and then it was like you can't pay your bounty you scared that man mm -hmm. i ran <laughs> so like it's so into the sheriff's silly. office to get a bounty uh -huh. for, to pick up one and i ran in too fast and he was like whoa what the hell are you doing there partner? Hold on. i'm like i'm here to do good hold on <laughs> um <laughs> which i like i yeah. kind of like all that i stuff, do yeah so. the, hey, sheriff, what's going on i'll help you a lot but i will help you fight, fight the crime yeah. yeah like i like the systems there and like it they do a really good job of like under the hood of making the world all connect and making things react realistically to you and whatnot um but there is there's just a lot of weird little frustrations yeah. um, just with like pacing. But I do love like the Hyrule Field moment that you're explaining. Like I love going from point A to point B. A lot of people are like, not a lot, but people have been voicing their like, oh, like the fast travel system is kind of like lame in this. It's like, well, I think they definitely did that on purpose to make you go explore the world. And like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love going from like all the way down. Like I'm right now in the story, I'm in like kind of like the Southeast and then having to go up for a story mission in like the Northwest and then taking like 15 minutes and putting on cinematic mode and just like watching. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And, and to, and until explore. your horse hits to clarify, I've never had my horse hit anything in cinematic mode and I'm scared for the, I day did like three after. times in 20 tonight. minutes. Yeah. Um, to clarify the fast travel is not unlocked from the start of this game. You get, it by basically dumping money into your camp and uh, you know in increasing the impact of certain provisions and such but even then when you do have it it's effectively a small map yep. that has just a few locations on it and it's like and, a one-way system and it basically well. works as a one-way system and you can go somewhere and then you can ride your horse all the way back and so so much of this game is spent in transit Mm -hmm. um, it is just riding over the open plains or going through like weird canyons and and nooks and crannies all over the world yep. and um if you're if you're not into that, you won't like this game. But like, I feel like in general, we're sort of being we're getting the negative stuff out of the way, yeah. sure. um, which is good because then we can just kind of gush about how cool a lot of this stuff is. Yeah. But for every single time you're kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to ride over this thing again. I don't want to go over here. Something 
magical happens moment to moment mm -hmm. in in writing like a, a sunset happens or like a thunderstorm starts or like you know like you'll see a couple of animals like sort of fighting off in the distance or like yeah. you know it's a, a, you'll get sort of a, you know bombarded and attacked by like a, 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 a gang and like yeah, yeah. I, we, I had a couple moments writing for me the my favorite parts so far have been those things in like the macro space of when I am just going through and like I happened upon a convict on the road and he's like hey free me from these bonds and I just hogtied him and brought him back to the sheriff's office or mm -hmm. like there's people building a house and a shootout breaks out and I help them to mm. save it so like all these little things that like as you're that are emerging in the world are the things I love. It's, it's more in the like moment to moment where you have to deal with a lot of little things. That's where my problems come up. But yeah, yeah like you're yeah. saying that Hyrule field. Sort of yeah. I yeah. Think yeah. Is we do ourselves a major disservice by looking at this as either a conventional game or as a simulation, because it's really kind of cherry picking from both sides, yeah. sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, but they've been pretty like unabashed going into this, that this is a living, breathing world. This is like a microcosm. This is effectively Westworld. Yeah, like this is a this is a cowboy be universe. Even to more Westworld yeah. when online comes in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because and I wonder exactly what it's going to be like to interact with the people. Is it going to be sort of like w seamless yeah. integration? I don't know what that's going to be like. How many of your friends will you accidentally shoot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it's it it's strange because it's it doesn't like I feel like the 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 core mechanics, the stuff that we're, is really interesting here isn't conventional mm. it isn't the things that we, you know we're all talking about like all oh, the traversal and all oh, the shooting it's all oh, these mechanics and yeah. it's like all the stuff is in the margins all the things that make it really interesting mm -hmm. are the things that you can't really quantify because they don't they don't really have like terms for them yet yeah well i think what's so special about this game is first of all arthur morgan is an impeccably written character he yep. is like both charming and heartwarming and devious and dastardly at the same time and he's trying to make things work in this in this weird world and in his own sort of you know i, I would say like kind of past their prime type of ways like yeah he, he, he definitely feels, like gets a sense and knows that it's yeah pretty much the end and he like there, there's a lot of like little moments and even side missions that really show like he's he has a lot of regrets of how he let life kind of pass him by. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is a this is a a, a country that's changing, a world that's changing. It is an ecosystem that's changing. That you know, we're, they're they're bringing in more more trains and power lines, and you know, they're they're clearing out more fields. And it's like we're seeing a passing of of a way of life that has existed for so long that has now become this new thing. And people are sort of struggling to adapt and all these characters are interacting in, in, in that. And I think within all that becomes these really interesting things that sometimes are frustrating and sometimes aren't. But like, for example, I have, there are towns in that game that when I know I have to go to, I sort of dread because the last time I was there, I did such a horrible thing <laughs> that returning to them feels feels strange like valentine i i i like many people have reported in this game i tweeted about this the other day but like i bumped into a guy on my horse and he fell and i didn't apologize and he got mad and he called the sheriff and the sheriff pulled out his gun and my gut reaction was to pull out my gun and start shooting because i'm like rockstar games presents yeah. shoot everybody that moves <laughs> this is what you do in these games um no it's not and so i started in this huge shootout i ended up like on like the roof of a bar like killing nine guys and like 30 <laughs> minutes later like i'm just like i gotta get out of here and i get on my horse and i leave and they're like you can't come back to this town unless you pay $260 or like hide forever. Yeah. And so I don't have that kind of money. So I just hide forever. So every time I go back in that town, I'm like quietly creeping along the back roads and I'm just like, I got to go to the general store and buy some cheese, but I don't want anyone to see me. So, and like, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane that that's my way of interacting with that game because of my own actions that I have a guilt and that's something that like this game does better than almost any game I've ever seen. The space it builds. It's, yeah. The yeah. game has a morality system, but it, that feels so much more organic than mm -hmm. the typical like, you know, like, someone so, will remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. you just it makes a scary noise and it shows yeah. like a little downvote or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, yeah. we've seen we've seen that with plenty of games like the first Red. Yeah. Like, yeah, there and, is a morality meter yeah, yeah, there, but yeah. it's very much like I had that similar thing of I caused a bounty in Valentine, but I also I have such a sense of Valentine in the area around it where for me it's like. Oh yeah, I need to follow that path to get mm -hmm. over there, and oh, mm -hmm. I can skirt yep. the town if I go this way. Like creating that space. Is well, there's a lot of video games where you walk into a place, you wreck shop, and yeah. then you walk outside and you come back in. And everyone's like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like one of the last games I remember where like there was a direct impact was like, and I talk about this game a lot, but Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Not to keep comparing things to Zelda, I know it's a PlayStation show. Don't do that. <laughs> 3D Heroes was great, great game. Ported to PS4. <laughs> um, you can steal things from the shop in Link's Awakening and walk back in, and the guy goes like. 
you stole from my store and he <laughs> kills you in the store and they call you thief the rest of the game, which is one of the first games I played like that. But most games you just walk in, wreck, wreck a town, walk out and they're like, hey. And in this game, like there's a mission you do in that town called Strawberry, which I won't spoil, but things go so horrible yeah. for everyone that they're like, you can't go back there for a while. And you're like, I know, I, I killed a lot <laughs> killed like half of the town. Um, yeah, there's a lot in there and I obviously love the game. I was telling you like over the weekend, yeah. every single night I like Friday night, my girlfriend falls fell asleep at like midnight and I was like, okay, like I want to play a couple more like missions or whatnot. And the next thing I know, I look at my clock, it's five in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so like there is a lot there that really pulls me in and like gets into this like I really love the story. I really love Arthur. I love that gang and like learning more about them and uh, like John and Dutch uh, Vanderlyn is one of the most interesting written characters now. Like I thought it was interesting, like having him be like kind of the last bad guy, uh, mm -hmm. sort of in the in Red Dead One. Um, but now, like seeing him go through all of this stuff uh, in the course of the events of the of the game, he is just a very interesting character. They're all, um, I mean, they're all really interesting characters. Yeah. It's again, it's uh, I don't know the the if this game didn't have writing the way it did, it would be. Just immensely frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and, like and would, that's the and that's the other side of it, where it's like I I love all of these things, but there there's still like the gameplay itself, like the moment to moment stuff of like um, they they explain to you of like oh if you tap X to the like the rhythm of like your horse, like it won't lose stamina, and I've tried it for twenty hours and I still can't get like the fucking like timing down correctly, <laughs> and I was like in, like, I know how rhythm works and it's bullshit, um, and there's like, just like the shooting mechanics of like someone is chasing me on a horse behind me, and then like the mission wants me to like shoot them or run away from them, and I have to like look back, and like the horse doesn't know where it's looking, and it's like, that's a system that was put in Breath of the Wild of like, if you're aiming somewhere else, the horse was at least not dumb enough to run into a fucking tree, or a person, or I, a wagon, dude, and stuff, I, there's stuff like that in this <laughs> game where I'm like, like, Y'all made this game for eight years. How was this not I, thought? I specifically <laughs> thought about that that initial Breath of the Wild thing where, where like Miyamoto or whoever was just like, a horse wouldn't run into a tree. Horses aren't that stupid. And this morning I went headfirst into a tree and like my horse and I were both like, oh! <laughs> uh, well, just like one one yeah, more thing yeah. is the, no. the, the tracking system is so dumb and frustrating because the... They teach you the tracking system in the snow in the first chapter, and the way that it works, it's like you go into like the weird like eagle eye mode, and then you see the line, and you press R1, and you go into like normal like viewing, and the line for tracking an animal is white. And the first time they show you this system, it's in snow, so you can't really see the fucking line that you're tracking the thing. It's just there's a lot of little things in the game that like kind of build up for me where All I'm right, like, calm down, you angry. Video I know, game I know. Nerd. Again, I love the game. I put 32 hours in the last four days, so. I, I, I'm and a, it's a weird psycho. you're only still in the first chapter because you're so bad at games. Are you like? Uh, are you sleeping and eating? No, like in real in real life. Uh, no, you shaved, which is good. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, some some people don't even do that with their character in the game. <laughs> you, can like you can let that beard grow. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, all all through one chapter, I refused to like uh, shave it at all, and he was. I'm, he was I'm growing it out. I want to have the dumbest looking dude. <laughs> I currently have the smallest horse and the smallest hat, and it's. <laughs> uh, speaking of horses, from the Facebook Beyond group, that's my favorite transition, uh, which is Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/podcast/beyond. Uh, Benin Bova asks, what did you all name your horses? For the record, I'm riding a mare named King Diamond. Cheddar Cheese. Good. Mine is named Yanni. I don't know why. Again, I started the game when I was incredibly jet-lagged. Yanni is currently maxed out and can drift. It is also the <laughs> shitty $15 horse mm -hmm. people make fun of me for owning. I have a, mine's a, like a filthy white horse with red hair. Nice. He, he just looks horrible. <laughs> just like, just like really terrifying. Kids looks, like see it on the street and cry. It's so horrible. I was doing a mission where I brought a kid fishing and I, I was like, I should clean my horse while I'm here. And me and the and the boy walked into the river and the river was too deep. And the horse and the boy and I instantly all drowned. <laughs> I keep putting like animals I kill on the back of the horse uh, and then riding through the woods and they'll fall off. And I'm like, where did my pig and my pheasant go? I really like this game. It's like, so yeah. Yanni finds me my pig. It is so like intentionally obtuse in so many ways. Yeah. It's so weird. And it reminds me of, um, good God, the director, I forgot the name of this movie, the director of uh, The Deer Hunter. Made the Deer oh. Hunter, and it was like this incredible, like Oscar-winning, just mind-blowing movie. And then everyone was like, "You can make whatever you want next." And he made this like this western that was like I think critically like 
like quizzically panned and like it was just very like what and it, I mean the fact is like Rockstar can make whatever the hell they want because they made GTA 5. Right, and right. the fact that they just got like carte blanche to do this and they were like we're going to make this game that looks like an Albert Bierstadt painting and it sounds like a Coen Brothers movie and <laughs> it we invented the sandbox genre where the operative terminology was you can do blank and we're going to add to that by having you can do blank but everybody will remember whatever blank was mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like the fact that <clears throat> i don't know we we were so sort of trained in rockstar games to go around and screw around and, and do stuff and it used to be like oh you get you get five stars and they send the SWAT team after you and you you hide behind a dumpster for 4 minutes and, and then, then everyone's like and it's fine what were we doing again and you're like whatever <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go listen and to some ass rock. Yeah. On and now, now it's like you owe money for that. Yeah. Like you're yeah. like, and it's not so much. It's not really guilt, you know. Like it's sometimes it is, but it's also it's like a weight like, being put on you. You're like, oh, like I, I feel yeah. like I need to run either and then, run away from it or like. Well, I think the, it the yeah. issue is when it's it doesn't feel like it's entirely your fault. Like I was going to this yeah. one, I was yeah. doing going to this house to do a bounty, and I come up over the ridge, and I hear like, <laughs> I was like, what was oh, that? No. And I looked down, <laughs> my horse had trampled the dog, and so everyone <laughs> in the town was like, animal cruelty, and I was like, no, and I started like apologizing to everybody. Oh no, and then it get, it turns into a like a shootout and then like all of a sudden I'm on the run forever and I and the missions failed and I'm like gotcha. yeah. sorry dog I personally <laughs> haven't run into like any problems like that have you run into any dogs no <laughs> I, I was You'll too, know. I was too enthusiastic playing a mission and I like ran into town really fast and immediately a guy walked in front of me and I crushed him with my horse and I just failed the mission and I was like well <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do uh, you the, do there? Uh, the one thing with uh, mission structure that I really like is like there are a lot of like the mission does take into consideration if you're good at stealth or not. Of like there's one early on where you're like trying to sneak up and uh, like if you like. I, like shoot someone earlier than uh, Dutch says. He's like, dude, what the hell? Like, all right, we're doing this. Let's go. And there's yeah. one last night that I was playing that I was supposed to like sneak through out. Like I was supposed to sneak through this building to get this document. And I got seen like the first step I took in <laughs> and like I had to shoot like 30 dudes. And then uh, the dude that was like helping me with the, with the mission, like, um, um, blew up like distracted them and yeah. then like afterwards like he was like why why did you blow up that thing he's like you were supposed to go in quietly you dumbass like i had to like cover your ass for that yep. that happened to me with uh in i think it's in valentine you can go into one of the stores and essentially rob a back room mm -hmm. uh, it's actually a tip on our ign guides which a huge shout out to the ign guides team for oh, yeah. Red yep. this is the first game that i think all of the guides team has worked together on yep. because it is so exhaustive of guide necessary and they've knocked it out of the park with all of the cheats and all of the tips and everything but I followed this one tip and let me tell you they forgot to add a step you go into this back room you there's a like steel bolted door back there you can't open that door mm. so once as soon as you rob that room the cops basically find out because oh, you're right no. next to the sheriff's office right, right, right. and you have to gun like the guys in the back down and so I was stuck back there <laughs> and basically that was how the bounty happened because I had to kill like three cops to get out of there and I was like oh boy that did not go well so don't use that back door. Did you get out? I did, <laughs> did but then, the I had, then I had to, I got the gun I got the money but then I had to pay 90 bucks to get the bounty off me. Uh, but yeah I, I the emergent tonight. stuff that happened has been my favorite in it. It was some of the stealth stuff too. I love the yeah. idea that you can sort of tell your gang to go ahead or you can take the lead on that sort yeah. of stuff. I, I do. I read a thing on Reddit and I don't know if it's true but apparently somebody like went into a town and shot a guy in the leg oh, and no. then came back a couple days later and he had a wooden leg. <laughs> oh no. Like if I that was, would be amazing. If yeah. That's what we're dealing with here like yeah. what? Yeah. And uh for the record from earlier uh Mike Samino, yeah. Um, oh yeah, Michael uh, Samino. Yeah. Michael Samino went from the Deer Hunter to Heaven's Gate. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Heaven's Gate was other yeah. other perfect <laughs> example, and I yeah. want to talk about this for a second. Um, um, God damn it! Well, I have William, William Friedkin. Oh uh, yeah. Directed The Exorcist. Yeah. Huge blockbuster box office success. The following movie after that was this movie called Sorcerer, mm. which is about a bunch of oddball characters who have to team up. Uh, in order to escape like this weird prison in this other country, they have to drive a truck full of dynamite to an objective. And uh, Hideo Kojima has been tweeting out like covers of this of this movie, and I'm convinced that the Hauser brothers love this movie, and this was an inspiration for GTA V hmm. uh, because it is like it's how you get a bunch of characters who are very separate to team up with this with this core objective. Uh, and at the same time, Sorcerer was like horribly received. It was like a remake of an, like an old French movie, and people were just like, "What the? What the you made Exorcist, then you made Sorcerer. What does this have? To, it's about a truck with dynamite in it. Like, what do you? <laughs> what is this thing?" And it's 
I think it's it's one of the most video gamey movies that isn't like overtly video gamey. But at the same time, the thing about that is it has like a very clear like the stakes are the kind of the central thing of the movie. Like the mm-hmm. fact that it's like here are people who want to get out. They have to drive the dynamite truck to get through. This this game has no stakes. This game is very like it's like hi oh, the world's changing and you can be good or bad and I'm sure things will come out later on. Yes, but yeah. the fact Early that I am this work. many hours into this game and like like in the case of GTA Five, like you are very like upfront. You understand what everyone's dealing with. Like, there's always been that sort of kind of you're you are literally being chased by the cops. Like, there's this kind of clear like, oh, you've got to get out of debt, or oh, you've got to like make a name for yourself in in Liberty City. Like, there's always. I mean, even in the case of of Red Dead Redemption, the the first one, yeah. Like in this one, it's weirdly laid back, and the fact that the mission structure is so kind of like laissez-faire, where you're like, yeah, you can go hunt the, the pheasant, or you know, go fishing with the boy, or maybe cause cause some mayhem and go on on shootouts. Yeah. Like, this isn't a game to be mainline. This isn't yeah. a game to be speedrun. It's yeah. a world that you're supposed to just kind of be turned loose mm-hmm. into. Yeah, I was in I was in between missions, and I just lived a few days, like, going to play poker for a bit, and going to hunt, and it was like, three or four days pass, and it's like, oh, all those missions are still available for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about that pace, uh, as you mentioned GTA Five a bit. Chris Woodside from the Facebook group also asked, if you were going to recommend one of Rockstar's franchises to someone who is new to Rockstar games, would you recommend GTA Five or Red Dead 2? GTA Five. Yeah. I think GTA Five is a borderline perfect video game um it's massive and huge and i I really adore it it's like i think story-wise i think the balance of like of of like story depth and mechanics all come together pretty perfectly and then if you want multiplayer there's a freaking mmo about living in la yeah i'll (laughs) I'll add that gta 5 is obviously immediately more instantly accessible i'd Mm. say to the average casual player um and the reason i say that is because it's one of the best-selling video games of all time, and not everyone who plays video games is like an expert, you know, third-person, first-person shooter, like complex controls type of person. Yeah. Um, GTA Five is the kind of game where that like you can walk in and just steal a car and start going on mayhem runs, and it's fine. You know, like you you get five stars, you go to jail, you come out, and you're good to go. This Red Dead is obviously like we've been talking about it. It's a lot more deliberate. It's a lot more slow. It's a lot more tedious. Um, I think there's a lot more beauty to it uh to behold for people who are willing to be patient with it and really like let it cook and and sit in for a little bit but in terms of like you want to play a video game immediately from rockstar games yeah gta 5 yeah hands down but Uh, i think that this one will have more reward if you really what i think is really funny is is the the titles like grand theft auto pretty self-explanatory it's a game where you steal cars like that is the operative like that is the namesake that's always been the case in this case like this is effectively the third red dead game and it's Redemption 2. It's redemption. Yeah. Like, this is not a game about like this is not like Red Dead Revenge. This is like you're you're kind of seeking redemption. This is yeah. about like mm-hmm. a sort of a ethical thing, really. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna be a contrarian and say bully. You should play bully. That should be your first round. 2018. So yeah. <laughs> it's, on, it's on iPhone. <laughs> Those have been our thoughts on Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh obviously we're gonna be probably talking about this game for quite a while over the coming months, especially with Red Dead Online as well on the way. Uh, so look forward to that. Let us know, especially if you haven't joined the Facebook group. That, again, is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Let us know how you're enjoying the game, what you like, what you don't like, and we'll definitely be talking about this game a lot more in the weeks to come. Moving on, though, uh, we're going to take a quick ba- break. Bake. We're going to take a quick bake. Bake break? Yeah, we're going yeah. we're gonna to make a break. cake because I've been watching Great British Bake Off, and then we'll be right back. We interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Here's a not-so-fun fact. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost, so why not do something about it? 4hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily, with Hims, there's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. Hims connects you with real doctors and gives you medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and other possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements either. These are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details, but this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to forhims.com slash beyond. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash beyond. 
Once again, that's 4hymns.com slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. And we're back. We have a lot still to talk about, even with Red Dead 2 out of the way. We are talking about the PlayStation Classic lineup. We finally know the full 20 games on that list. I'm going to pull up a few of them. We knew a handful at first, which included Final Fantasy VII and a few other games. Now we know that the original Grand Theft Auto, speaking of Rockstar, is going to be on there. Metal Gear Solid is on there. The original Rayman. The original Resident Evil, the director's cut version. The first Persona, which is Revelations Persona, will be on there. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, the first Rainbow Six, the first Twisted Metal, Wild and a few other games. Uh, so we know how we now have the final list. We know essentially the features of this system. And I want to ask to all of you, first off, right off the bat, do you think this list and what you're getting with the PS Classic justifies a hundred dollar price tag? Well, I mean, that's a tough question to answer because so many of these games are hard to get. They're hard to play on modern systems. I think to have this compartmentalized home for all of these things uh, is great. I think the bigger issue is what's not here. Mm. Um, and I, I think that, like, you know, we, we literally publish lists for a living at IGN. That is our whole business. <laughs> we'll get to one of those yeah, in a bit. <laughs> exactly. We, we put together, we take a, a group of people here, and we aggregate a list of things, and we put it out there, and the top comments are always like, you miss this, you miss this. And for every one of those conversations, we're all debating with each other about it. There's no perfect way to say this There's is no the... no formulation. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's no definitive list of the 20 PlayStation games that you could put on this thing to please everybody. That said, I feel like there are some very big gaps here, and I feel like they exist specifically because of modern remasters. Yeah. I think what you thinking? Like what games? Crash Bandicoot. Yes. And Spyro. Yeah. I, I, Spyro. And I wrote a bit about this Tomb uh, on the site. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Did you put out. into consideration in the, uh, like, was Activision specifically not playing ball, maybe, with this? Like, is that less on Sony and more on... Those are Activision-owned properties now, so that's their call if they want to have those on that system or mm-hmm. not. Well, so the, I did write a follow-up piece kind of about this exact thing of remakes and remaster culture doomed this list from the start because yeah. there I think there are still a lot of great picks on here and a lot of games that now get the spotlight who wouldn't have otherwise. At the same time, one, they could have just made the list longer and add more games. But also... Why would one company say, oh, we can you can have the game you remember on that thing bundled with a bunch of others, or you can buy our $60 newer version of it? Right. And it, at yeah, the end of the day, weird. Want. It feels weird, because it's like if you had, like, what's your favorite band? Dashboard Confessional. I'm okay. sorry. No, it's fine. So, like, if at Christmas, <laughs> it's like the they usually do, they're like, oh, here's the greatest hits album of Dashboard Confessional. But, like, three of their greatest hits be weren't like there songs. because they were, Shut like, up. they were on some remastered album that came out two years ago. Yeah. You'd be like, well, I'm glad they're there because I can hear them there. But in terms of, like, this encapsulated, definitive collection of things, sure. it's missing it. And so, as a modern gamer, yes, you have access to playing Spyro, to playing Wipeout, to playing Tomb Raider and Crash Bandicoot through many other means have been ported various collections but in terms of having them all in one place which i think the nes classic and the snes classic did a pretty good job of doing yeah um that's debatable obviously there's no way of making that perfect <laughs> um i feel like they're missing some stuff here and that kind of bums me out i think that there's a, a a big difference there is nintendo has always been better at sort of ownership of things like they always they've always you look at sort of the, tr- the track record of, of the jump between the Super NES generation and, and the PlayStation generation, and like a lot of a lot of companies like like Square Enix and uh, and I guess Konami were kind of they were like, oh, let's let's go over here. And I don't know if that came down to some kind of weird fine print in the licensing where maybe it was like a. I mean, you, you there are there are games that uh, exist on you know on Super Nintendo that never that never wound up anywhere else like. Mm. I guess you did get like the was it the Final Fantasy Chronicles, which was like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was it wound up on on PlayStation. But I like I don't know enough about the business side sure. from you know twenty years ago um, about what was and wasn't okay. But the fact that like Sony's first mascot is owned by Activision should tell you a little bit. Like yeah, their yeah. Mario is now no longer something they own, yeah. mm-hmm. which is which is nuts. Yeah, and I, I think things, it, that is the weird part about this is I think things that hurt the classic at the end of the day are business deals. We have no idea fully knowing the scope of, like for me personally, I wanted uh, Tony Hawk on there. Yes. But you, who knows how music licensing right, rights work 20 years ago. Who knows what the license for Tony Hawk games are right, right now. Right now, yeah. So there are all these weird I don't want to say missteps inherently because I think they they were working against the grain, obviously, with yeah. what they had to deal with. Uh, though speaking of that, with saying there are blind spots from the Facebook group, uh, Laura Maxine Cross asked, 
asked, excuse me, will they make a second PS1 classic with 20 new games that didn't make the list? I don't think they will make a PS2 classic anytime soon. I think a PS2 classic is more likely than a a second, second PS1 What if they do classic. the little baby one, little PS1 oh, one? A PS1 one classic classic? Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we did ask them when they announced the PS Classic, and they said there will not be any uh, sort of post-launch game support in this right. system. So yeah. it is locked down to it like the SNES. If so they PS1. had a way of putting in a memory card, like if they put games on like a memory card that looked like a classic memory card, you plug yeah. it in there, I would be super into that. If they were like, oh, here's an expansion pack for the PS1 Classic, but I don't. I think they were just kind of chasing, you know, yeah, what Nintendo was doing, and, and I think it was smart. And we've mentioned this on the show before. It was smart slash nefarious for them to be like pre-orders are available now, and we we're like, what are all the games? Well, yeah, the yep. exactly. like it might sell out quick, so just buy it while you can. And so a bunch of people jumped on it, and now the list is here. Uh, which, by the way, I don't think we have the Japanese list in front of us, but it it's got is some different stuff different, on yeah. it. I believe um, slightly is better on there. too. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I think Nintendo did a good job of, I was talking about this with Max before the show, um, with the with their classic collections, was they didn't really define these consoles to having one game from each franchise. The NES Classic has Mario 1, 2, and 3. Yep. The uh, you know the SNES Classic has Mario World and Yoshi's Island and Mario RPG. This only has Resident Evil 1, one right. right? When Resident Evil 2 is like, a that's an awesome better, game. Yeah. It's yeah. a much better game. Yeah. The, the director's cut of the original Resident Evil is not even the best port of that game. Like, right. There's a lot of weird music issues with that game. Um, or that we're, there's there's a Final Fantasy game on here, but it's seven and there is an eight. Like, there's, there's eight a lot nine of... nine are in here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Meanwhile, you can, get, you can get seven. It's coming to Switch. You can get an iPhone. And it's got like... It's got like weird optimization stuff where you can skip through random encounters. You well, can that's, like burn through yeah. it. Yeah. I, well, I think for that, they they want to maintain the posterity of what these things look right, like yeah. originally. Uh, but, but it's I, weird to see that like Final Fantasy VII is ported to everything in the world, but Crash Bandicoot can't come to the system. So like yeah. it all depends but, uh, on the third but again, party. It's all about. different companies, right? Of like course. That Square, like Square Enix, more likely to want to play ball with something cool like this. Yeah, and like what Max said about like the Crash Bandicoot being their mascot of the time. And now not being on the system, yeah. then this is a this is a system that doesn't have mascots yet because this is before Kratos, Alloy, uh, Nathan Drake, Sackboy, Spider- none of these Spider-Man, Spider-Man, classic <laughs> Sony character. Yeah, uh, no, it is that very strange thing to me too. You were mentioning only having one game per list. Let's pretend that the remake and remaster issue, <clears throat> excuse me, wasn't a problem. Then if they only limited this thing to 20 games, Spyro and Crash would have and probably should have taken up six spots then. Like that's all one three of the, games from each uh, from each. Uh, you could leave off. Well, that's yeah. I feel like Crash Spyro Crash Team Racing maybe. is one of those games that like. CTR should have yeah, been. Yeah, CTR should have yeah. been on here. Yeah. Yeah. Wipeout should have been on here. It's yeah. like. It's also, it's funny that we get RE1 uh, and then Cool Borders 2. You know, yeah, like yeah. It's, uh, frequently, the second game is the better well, game uh-huh. in video games. But RE2 has that remake coming out. And so exactly. Yeah, they want to. They want to sell that. Doesn't want. They. They're RE2 like. They're like. We've got people's yeah. nostalgia like right here. Like we're not gonna, you know, give you that. Yeah. Um, Whereas like Nintendo is not making a crazy Super Mario World remake and doesn't want to put God, Mario World in the end. But yeah, so that, cool. that would. My be big hang big. up on this is that it's not a. It's not DualShock. It's not DualShock compatible yeah. in any yeah. sense. Yeah. That was a huge misstep from the just from the announcement. We also don't know anything about the UI. Really, like, is it? going to have the cool sort of easy suspend state that the it, so it will have a if you there is a button on the system that will be a like save and suspend thing. okay cool but, but we don't know what it looks like in terms of the frames and the, right the i do hope it looks like i think the the ui for the nes classic and the <laughs> snes classic look really bad and like really uh, that, yeah. this is like a personal aesthetic kind of thing um but i i hope that sony improves on that and makes it look a little more sleeker like maybe use like kind of the nostalgia like 90s vibe to it but make it not look yeah like, like we don't we this is going off script a little bit, but we don't know if this is going to be hackable. Like, there's a lot of yeah. true. Uh, uh, my like my like hundred mile down look on this thing is that like yeah, it's missing this, it's missing this, it's missing this, and then you go, but there's a, I, yeah, 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 but and then you name a classic game, and you're like, okay, I'll play yeah. the original Rayman again. Yeah. Like it. I don't think for me it personally justifies the hundred dollars, but I am still intrigued enough to want to get it. Yeah, um, yeah. I do think uh, I'm curious what you all think now that we know this is the way the system is coming. These are the games it's coming with. What do you think they could do better if they do a PS2 classic, if they do more iterations of this? Because mm-hmm. I think both Nintendo and now Sony have made some missteps with these in a they're making them to be cheap in a way. Like yeah. they I don't understand the limitation of the number of games. Like sure you don't want to put 200 on here, yes, but why cap it at 20? Well, we it, said that's a 
big yeah market. we said years ago like on nintendo voice chat when we first started talking about these classic systems which obviously sony is directly lifting from nintendo here who directly lifted from you know sega and everybody else who was making these like set top box things that they sell at malls and end caps yeah. at, at walgreens is that these are not necessarily for the most hardcore gamers these are for these are for people who like who go Okay, you know what? Um, I'm I'm in a store. I'm buying Christmas gifts. Oh my God! They've, there's a small PlayStation here, and it's got all these games on it. Oh, I love this. I have nostalgia for this. I don't yeah. remember this one. Blah 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 yeah. blah. Um, and what's cool about them is that like when you're not playing them, they're aesthetically pleasing. They're gorgeous to look at. They're fun little toys that you stick underneath your television. But is it really for those types of people who are just like shopping around? Because like the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, to a lesser extent, were almost impossible to find. Well, yes. So that's I think that's. That's entirely Nintendo being like, oh, uh, manufacturing shortages. There was a there was a fire at the yeah. Docks. It doesn't surprise me that the creators the of Amiibo were like were well, like, I mean, oh, I, yeah. whoops. Well, I do also, think they sold some, them all. They didn't have yeah. any, they didn't have any spare stock kicking around, making it making them look bad. They, the, you know. There are interesting choices. I mean, for me, I think one of the ones that really stood out is Rainbow Six being on there. Yeah. Uh, because I don't like. I can't speak to many people here, but I don't know people who are like the original Rainbow Six is really that nope. franchise is best. But at yeah, the same I didn't time, know that the franchise existed before the three. But the thing is, like Siege is a like huge a, game right now. That was like yeah. a PC so, game back then. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I don't, I don't know Persona that well. I'm pretty sure that the first Persona it's quite different. People yeah, aren't wild about, about that about one. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, people were like, is it like the, even Andrew Goldfarb is like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say if like the <laughs> most hardcore Persona fans we know are sort of like, huh, shruggy about this one. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how this list. Came together it's interesting like i feel like if you had gotten like a focus group of like 500 hardcore playstation fans and you said write down your f top five you know favorite playstation one games and then you sort of aggregated that list and you you put together this like frankenstein version of like people's memories yeah i think you probably would have come up with something better than this there's yeah. there's just it's weird in terms of your question for the for the second one. I mean, if they do a PlayStation Two Classic, obviously getting the controllers right right off the bat, I would say um, I don't I don't think twenty games is enough. Um, yeah. I believe there was thirty on the NES Classic, but was there twenty on the? SNES? I think it was twenty. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was down to twenty games. Yeah, small you know, games. Like they, yeah. they weren't putting them on CDs. They were putting them on you know. Little well, this cards. is a hundred bucks though. You yeah, know, this is this is significantly more money. So here's another thing: if this is effectively like a little Raspberry Pi slash Android device that you know, it's the, the guts of it are, are it's advanced enough to to justify the price tag, but still like you know, there's there's room to grow there. Uh, Sony has an infrastructure that lets you download PlayStation One games. They have the PS1 classics out there. We know that. They tried to sell that little Vita TV thing. People barely loved the Vita. Vita TV was another thing entirely. Or PS TV, what are they called? They were ahead yeah. of their time. What if they were just like, hey, uh, here's the, the PS1 Classic 2 or whatever the hell they call it. It's got a wireless adapter and you can go on the PSN store and download all your favorite stupid games that we figured out the rights to on there. Like, that would be pretty cool. I'd yeah. rather just play it on my PS4 at this point, you know? Like whatever, whatever PS1 classics or PS2 classics are available on the PSN, PS4 store, I'd rather just play it there and not have to buy another little thing than they'll probably force me to buy those games as well to download from PSN. Well, that's mm. the thing. Like um, when the NES Classic came out, uh, the Wii U was a thing and it had a virtual console and you had the option to buy those games there individually for five bucks a piece. Yeah. Nowadays on Switch, there's a Nintendo Online. It's got like 20-something NES games on there too. There's options there. This exists in lieu of that being a possibility on PS4. And we've said that before. Yeah. Um, I'm glad this thing's the, this thing's here. I'm glad people are talking about PS1 classic games again. Put them on your new system. You know, put them on your PS4. I'm very curious to see what they end up doing with PS Now. Them changing the ability to download games and keep them offline for a certain amount of time with PS2 and PS4 games, I think is very telling of what they want to do with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see, one, how the success or depending on how it sells failures of the PS Classic will inform that or if they will really charge ahead and do what Xbox has done mm. uh, with Game Pass and backwards. Hey, so here's the thing. I really want to play Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> so I might buy this stupid little yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I want to also because I've never played in full the original Metal Gear Solid. And since this is now an easy way to it's do very that. Exciting. Are you a fan of Metal Gear Solid? I enjoy Metal Gear Solid. 
I didn't know that. Speaking of Metal Gear Solid, it is one of the games, specifically Metal Gear Solid 5, one of the games on our best 25 PS4 games fall 2018 update. Ooh. Uh, we update the top 25 games every six months or so, every spring and fall, uh, and our, we put out our revised list last and week. Boy, people are mad about it. And they're always mad. Uh, Max, you were unfortunately out of the office. In your name, we made sure uh, Yakuza Kiwami ended up on the list. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. That's people are going to be mad that it wasn't zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. They really they are. are. Yeah. Yep. But I, I think knew they're right, honestly. Zero is a better game. Well, you guys, you guys screwed up. We're trying to be nice <laughs> to you, Max. Are you kidding me? Oh, we were we all in the room. Yeah, we're like, we specifically said, like, is it Kiwami or Zero that we think? And we God, thought. Why don't it was we Kiwami. ever listen to that guy? His shirts are so stupid, and he's God. Just, his hair. Anyway, yeah. um, so <laughs> we were like, Great. this is one of those things. We were like, it was like being at a, a loved one's grave, and we're like, he will re he really would have loved this. Yeah. I love that you guys pulled like a mom move and got the wrong game. Yeah. Like, you were like, oh, he keeps talking about those games. I can't remember which is the one he wanted. Is it, is it the new one? And it's just... Well, a lot a of fucking people saw that list. <laughs> Good I news. just want, if you're mad about that... <laughs> Jonathan. I like... <laughs> We're updating the list in the spring, so if you're mad about that, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll update in the spring. The time is. I, I, I feel like that's okay, not I even. I want to say, aside from this, um, right, right. I really like this list. I really oh, do. Okay. You guys, like I do too. Well, <laughs> Wait, no, you were I, in the room. I was oh, in the room. I don't that's hate. Funny. I, well, I was just thinking of like people are probably mad that we put Fortnite at top ten. And I think so we had it above something. Part, that people were part of the, about. the Last of Us specifically, part of the list's considerations are one, the timeliness of the games, their cultural importance. You put and the Fortnite above the Last of Us. Yeah, because it's not called the Fortnite. The Fortnite. <laughs> All right, Dad. Mom. Uh, we we did it because. It's Who do you want to be for Halloween? Is it the Fortnite? The reasoning for that is because The Last of Us is essentially still a PS3 game, and even though this I is don't like care. A, I don't care. Right. Yeah, I get All to be with. I wasn't in the room. <laughs> hey, gamers, I have the real PlayStation passion, and I don't agree with any of these guys. I think Yakuza 0 is the best one on the PS4, and I think The Last of Us is better than the Fortnite. What's number two? Well, Bloodborne? Guess what? I get to publish the list, so when I publish it in the spring, Kingdom Hearts 3 is number one, you Perfect. assholes. Perfect. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. What was, what was the top three? So the top three, I can do the top ten because there yeah, are yeah. additions in there. Uh, from ten to number one. Fortnite changing places with The Last of Us Remastered. Uh, number nine, Grand Theft Auto V. Eight, Uncharted 4, Thief's End. Seven, Marvel's Spider-Man. Six, Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Number five, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number four, Persona 5. Shouts to Andrew. Number three, The Witcher 3. Number two, Bloodborne. And number one, God of War. Boy. Uh, that's a, really, yeah. that's a good ass list. I really like that. So, yeah, part of the intention of this list, regardless of the specific placement of games, is you just bought a PS4, what are the games you want to play or you should play? Mm -hmm. And I think that top 10 overall, if you bought all 10 of those games, you would have a You're hell of a set. time. Yeah. Yeah. In pretty good condition. We had God of War at number two uh, when we published in the spring and Bloodborne at number one. Well, it was literally the list, list I think, published a week or a couple weeks after God of War came out. Right. Cowards. There's a bit of recency bias. We wanted to make sure we were checking ourselves. Obviously, we put it at number two, so we didn't hate the game in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, but we put it at number one. At least I personally wanted it to be at number one, especially because of the impact it has had on me and the way I have looked at every game since then has always been a lot in terms of how does that aspect of the game compare to what God of War did with that? Yes. How, and especially, not just that, but the imprint God of War has had on my mind in its story, in its art. Like artistic merits in its gameplay, how the world connects to each other, the uh, like just how beautiful that game is. Yeah, yeah. the beauty I, of yeah. that game as a holistic product. I think of my favorite pieces of art are the ones where every part of it is working in concert to make a greater whole, and I think God of War exemplifies that better than almost any game. It's a fantastic showcase for that platform. Too. Yes, like to be like this is Sony firing on all cylinders. This is them. This 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 uh, effectively like sort of encapsulates their mantra perfectly of like this is what the PlayStation is now. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that thing you thought it was with Kratos and everything like that? He's back, we're back. Here's the system, here's everything. It's better than it's ever been before. And like honestly, gun to head if you said what are the best two games on PlayStation 4? I'd be like God of War and Bloodborne. So I could not be happier with the top two. I also just, for me personally, with the Switch, I would recommend God of War to people more than I would Bloodborne oh, because yeah. there is yeah. that. It's tough. Like you said before, Bloodborne does yeah. a really great job of weeding out mm -hmm. people who are not going to be able to stick with yep. that game. I played the first 10 minutes and that's all I could do. What? 
I know I'm bad at games. Coward! <laughs> you don't want to kill that guy with a pitchfork 18 times? So away! You can... <laughs> away! You don't want to like do a speed rush to the boss and then die so you can actually play the game? There's this guy in the top of the stairs at the beginning of the game. He's got this frizzy Muppet hair and he hits you with a shield and yeah. tries to kill you with a cleaver. Yeah, I really hate it. There's a horse skeleton. God, that game's <laughs> great! I got to like the third boss of that game and I'm stuck. I love that game. It's so good. <laughs> I really can, love that game. I haven't seen most of it. You can I'm pull a big fan. You can but pull a gem great. out of a pig's ass. <laughs> really? You can do that in Assassin's Creed yeah. as well. In a pig's anyway, ass, you can. Uh, so yeah, our new best twenty-five games for PS4 are up now. We'll put Yakuza Zero Ooh, on we, in the spring. Yes, we, we should say real quick that we very strategically uh, sort of revamped all of these lists right before Red Dead came out. Yes, um, yeah. Because, like you said, the sort of recency bias is one thing, but you'll see the impact that, that game had in spring when we absolutely release yeah. the list. Because I think there'd be a lot of like, it's here, number one game of all time. And it's like it's been an hour. Give yeah. it some time. To it, and especially with the recency of God of War, we did we were able to have enough people play it who were impacting that list and play it through to completion. Whereas now you. Even like you're, you're, you've played 35 hours, but you still haven't finished that. Yeah, game. I, I so think yeah, like, God, they, uh, I'm like 32 hours in, and I'm still like only 50 percent of the way through the story. So yeah, I'm tired. So anyway, we'll be updating that list again in the spring, and you can yell at us all again. Yeah. Also, <laughs> if you're, Fortnite at number five. If you're hearing this and you no. don't have a PS4 yet, and you get a PS4 for Christmas. Who boy are you in for a treat? Yeah, you yeah. have a lot to play and a lot of great stuff. Uh, moving on, speaking of other things you could be playing, The Drop, just wanted to mention very quickly, we won't be able to talk about it. The day this sh uh, show is publishing is Halloween. That Ooh. is the day the medieval trailer is coming out, the first like, actual trailer, not just a logo reveal. Uh, Sean Layden on the PlayStation Blogcast recently talked about how that is a remake and not a remaster. There was some debate about what that were, those I'm glad, words actually I, meant. I'm glad he clarified, uh, clarified that because there's been a lot of confusion in the last couple of years of what makes it a remake and what makes it a remaster. Well, and also it just seems like such an odd thing for them to really be holding this thing up and for it to just be like a cleaned up remaster. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think of it more as probably what Shadow of the Colossus was to an extent for this game. So I hope it's as beautiful as Shadow of the Colossus. I hope so too. Uh, and then also the Tetris effect, which will be available for PS4 and PSVR so, enabled. Sorry, why'd you say just, that like you're trying to have sex with Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> so weird. Do you know what no, because I just think it would be time? funny if they put that level of detail in a game like Medieval. You look Barrett, it's, it's like you're trying to romance someone at a Ren fair. It's <laughs> Barrett, it's a podcast on a candlelit dinner. Hey. I hope Medieval is uh, very beautiful. <laughs> Happy Medi Halloween. Oh, boy. Anyway. But uh, none as attractive as you, madame. <laughs> <laughs> for you, the horsey game with the robot men for to climbing is none like the love I believe. B.C. Barrett Courtney. <laughs> Uh, this is like the comments section of our best 25 games. Uh, also, a Tetris Effect limited time demo is coming out between November 1st and November 5th. Uh, we won't be able to talk about that while it's going on. So just so you know, Probably that is happening. Week, we'll talk about it after. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey is very excited for that game. I am too, because Tetris is great. I hope it's as beautiful as Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tetris has had its effect on me. None are sensual as the square block. Oh, the square. You're square. my love. You're the light of my life. Oh, L Block. For the nights I long of thee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, before we get to a little bit of... Uh, Max, I want to hear about your Japan trip. But first, speaking of Japan, Kingdom Hearts 3. I'll put one minute Twitter. on the clock real quick. Actually, go ahead. What in the hell go is ahead. that? You go Hold ahead. On. Jonathan, we never talked about those screenshots with those goth boys looking all <laughs> sad at that weird phone. Yeah, that's all what right. this minute is going to be about. Okay. But also, Are you ready? Right? Yes. All right. Three, two... Go. So I have with me a apparently life-size accurate uh, keyblade. It's not real. Uh, this is wonderfully foam, so you won't get hurt too bad. You'll probably still get hurt. Uh, I carry this thing around with me like a giddy little school child. It is wonderful. I love having it so much. Anyway, Brian Altano came over to my desk like a week or so ago, a week and a half, and asked me, who are these children? They were uh, Roxas's friends in Twilight Town. Having to describe to... Altano in the middle of the bullpen, I didn't want to do this, but essentially that Roxas is Sora's nobody, which when Sora died, he was turned into a heartless, Sorry, a heartless and a nobody. His nobody, Roxas, was living in somewhat of like a fictionalized version of the real town, Twilight Town, because they were trying to uh, deal with his essence. There's a lot to deal with that. I hate that I um, actually know this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, trying to explain to him that they were friends to this character who is part of Sora, but is also not Sora and his own being. Didn't feel like it was worth getting into at like 4.30 p.m. on a day so i stopped there nonetheless boy we saw a lot more of kingdom hearts 3 we have some now uh 
Olympus Coliseum screenshot Time's than just up. Olympus itself. God, God damn it. You upset Max so much that you, you gave him a Charlie you horse in the middle of this. You bored me so much I almost fell out of my chair and then I got a Charlie horse in my leg and it still really hurts. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out January 29th on a Xbox One and PS4. You can fight Charlie horse in the Lamb Chop Land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the Toy Story character they don't want you to know about. The great anyway. thing about this game is that I can ask you a question about it and you can explain it to me and I'll know less about <laughs> it than you I did. Started. Yep, yeah. Uh, <sighs> anyway, moving on to something Max, you may want to actually talk about. You were in Japan. Yeah, I was, in I was in Japan for two weeks. How was it? Uh, it was awesome. It was a grand old time. I mean, people were like, how was it? It's it's a two weeks in Japan. Yeah. It's just a sort of shotgun blast of culture shock. Uh, everyone should go to Japan. If you grew up with video games and nerd stuff, like if you're listening to a PlayStation podcast, you should try to go to Japan. Um, this was my honeymoon, and luckily uh, my wife is uh, a huge dork just like me. So she was... Very cool to my wife. My, I think literally my waifu while we were there. You know that was you can you can say that oh, there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we just I don't know we just bummed around and checked out a bunch of like weird you know nerdy stores and saw the sights and did a lot of stuff. Uh, the first place I stayed was uh, was in Shinjuku, right by um, Kabukicho, which is effectively the setting of Yakuza. <laughs> uh, like we stayed like our hotel overlooked the batting cages, which is like a place you regularly have to go to beat the crap out of guys with park benches. Uh, I found like an iconic parking lot from these video games, and it was in, it was like I've you know like I played I played you know like GTA Five and gone to LA and been like this is odd. I think I've been here before. Uh, I've never done the thing where I've played a video or numerous video games in one setting and then gone to some place and had that constant sense of deja vu, which was incredibly strange. Uh, and then we got to go down to go to Osaka, and there's an area there called. Um, called Dotenbori in real life. I keep mixing up the video game version and the, the fake one. Uh, and it's it's one of the settings of, of uh, Yakuza Kiwami and Zero. And so I got to poke around there and it was like, I know exactly where I am because of a fake video game. That's weird. Did you punch anybody? I didn't punch anybody. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't, Did you hit um, anyone with like a, a a cone that you just found on the street? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's weird because they have like they have different cones and they have these little like all of the stuff in Yakuza is like is so incredibly like detailed and accurate. In like okay, one thing I learned: uh, nobody locks up their bicycles. So in those games, when people pick up a bicycle and use it as a weapon. Uh, I was always like, oh, that's weird. In real life, those would be chained up. So, And then I went there, and I was like, oh, this is like a, such a crime-free society, aside mm -hmm. from the bicycle fights, that that actually makes sense. Also, uh, you regularly have to go in elevators that take forever because they're PlayStation 3 load screens or whatever. <laughs> the elevators are actually that slow. Yeah. So I learned a valuable lesson about <clears throat> video games in real life. Um, but yeah, I got to, uh, I don't know, I bought a Solid Snake action figure and... Uh, you watched, bought a lot, didn't you? I bought you? a lot of yeah. stupid things. A lot of, a lot of dumb toys and weird stuff. I went to... Uh, two different Super Potatoes. Looked at all the video games. Um, Did you buy any old games? Uh, no, I didn't. You know, like it's just kind of. It's always. It's always nice to do that. I feel bad. I feel like I'm poaching mm. because, like, that's exactly what it is. Actually, that's one of the reasons a lot of those shops are pick clean is because their culture for so long was buy retro games, play them, and bring them back and trade them back in. And then us and the other plundering white men <laughs> from the world would show up to places like that, buy retro games, which I'm very guilty of and then just hoard them and put them on our desks at work or keep them at home in the packaging and so there's a finite amount of those things obviously because they're not printing new versions of mm -hmm. the original metal gear yeah and so yeah they got kind of picked clean no like part of me was like i should find like the msx2 cartridge for like metal gear metal gear 2 solid snake and and i was like no i shouldn't because i don't have an msx and i don't even know if that was a cartridge <laughs> or a cd or what it was like i don't and i don't you know like why why bother like why should i do that so i bought a solid snake action figure instead and you know and if there's 20 specific uh, classic games that you want to play, it's coming out uh, this uh, holiday season. Hold on, uh, <laughs> the MSX2 classic, and they're all classics, but none quite as beautiful as you, Shadow of the Colossus. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Tetris Square. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, Max, I'm glad really you had a good show. time, and I'm glad you're back. Thanks. Glad yeah, it's good back. to be back. So yeah. when you're in Japan, check out the bicycles, elevators, and cones by yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, check best out, cones in the world. Check out everything. Like people kept asking me, like, what did you like? What did you do? And like, hands down, the coolest thing was the Studio Ghibli Museum, which is a huge pain in the ass to get tickets for. I think specifically because Hayao Miyazaki doesn't want uh, foreigners going to learn about <laughs> the history mm -hmm. of Totoro. Mm -hmm. But um, we got we got some anyway. Um, it's just every moment there is is just kind of incredible. Uh, Anybody who's played Persona Five, uh, like uh, Shibuya Station, 
is exactly that confusing yep. in real life. Uh, yeah. It's actually more so confusing right now because they're everything's getting renovated for the Olympics in 2020. Because yeah. uh, Neo Tokyo is about to explode. So that fake yeah. uh, fake toy uh, fake toy gun shop is not going to be there, I assume. They do have those, and it's really mm-hmm. it's really kind of uh, like bizarrely frightening. Like I was in because this, they're uh, super realistic over there. Right? I was in a, a Don Quixote, which is sort of like a if you took a if you took like a Walmart and like stacked it into like a six story building, and then had all the signs be hand painted and incredibly claustrophobic and also sold lots of dildos and the mascot was a penguin wearing a Santa Claus hat. It keeps getting weirder. Uh, I was just walking around in there and I walked around a corner and there's just this giant rack of like hyper-realistic airsoft guns that I don't even think had like the orange tips on them that you have here oh, wow. because they don't really have a problem with like cops shooting kids there. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like, oh, that well, there's real. that Persona 5 gun shop. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, cool. yeah. yeah, also, um, I don't know, it was odd. I felt like there were Red Dead ads everywhere. Uh, a lot of Dragon Quest stuff, obviously. As far as like what was sort of like popular and, and trendy, I felt like it. I almost felt like th- like there wasn't. I didn't really see any Metal Gear merch anywhere. Hmm. Like there wasn't as much of a like a footprint of that as I was anticipating. And then uh, you didn't go into the pachinko parlors then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I did go into one, and and Jen was like, "Oh." This is like hell. And I'm like, yes, yes it is like hell. Like, <laughs> no, I, I went into one with Mitch Dyer in 2014, and we both immediately got sick. Like, we both we walked out and had colds, because it's basically this three-story, screaming loud building where it just sounds like like metal balls are getting shot with rifles, and everyone is chain-smoking. So you just walk in, it's like... You're like, I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you open the door and you're back outside in Japan and it's just like quiet and people are like, hello. It's just like very chirpy and quiet. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's incredible. So, yeah. you know, I had a good time. And uh, go, go, go there and explore. Yeah, that's that's really it. Just yeah, it seems around. like the best way to experience it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. And I've had a great time on this show. If I, I could- hate that you've been holding this... F- Keyblade for the last like ten minutes. If if I could say anything as parting word to remember, oh no, you're not stepping down as host of Podcast Beyond, are you? <laughs> Already, I, I must. I, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be I really must fun. go. The kingdoms need me. Shut uh, up. If I could leave you with any parting words, your friends are your power. And if you don't have friends, be sure to go to Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/podcast/beyond to find a whole group of friends you can talk about PlayStation with. That's that right. whole transition upset me. <laughs> this has been Beyond episode 565. Barrett, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Sad Boy Barrett. Max. Uh, Max Scoville. And seriously, I wasn't overreacting. That was a really bad Charlie horse. <laughs> I get those late in the night. And Brian, where can people find you? At Agent Bizzle. And I am at JM Dornbush. Again, thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of Beyond. And as always, Beyond. Beyond. You truly belong with us here in the clouds. <laughs> you shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> None quite as beautiful as you. Oh, boy.